This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, into the 9 o'clock hour, Payne and Pendergast, Sports Radio 610. Seven one three five seven two four six ten. That's the trailer wheel and frame text page. A lot of you weighing in on the what if? Would you rather be Philly or would you rather be Houston over the last year? Would you rather be a city that had two teams make it to the championship but lose in the championship, which means you experience a lot of relevant baseball and football over the last year, but at the height you fell. Or would you rather be Houston, where we got a championship, but there was a lot of irrelevant football and basketball over that time? A lot of people uh, weighing in, uh, weighing in on that on the uh, trailer wheel and frame text page. We'll get to some of your texts in just a second. Um, the uh, teams tend to Seth in all sports, but especially football. It seems like, and I don't know whether they do this intentionally or unintentionally, but when they fire somebody there's a tendency to hire somebody who is the opposite of the person they just hired or oh, fired, yeah. I should say, whether it's, yeah. whether it's personality or what side of the football they're from or philosophically or whatever the case may be. They hire somebody who's the opposite. There have been five head coaching hires in this cycle, as we know. I want to go through each of these and just see if, if, if that tendency is still the case. Like when the Texans fired Gary Kubiak, they hired Bill O'Brien. You know, they both offensive guys, but Bill O'Brien a very different temperament than than a Gary Kubiak, you know? Right. Yeah, that's um and let's see. Well, I guess and then David Cully uh was what? Definitely the opposite of Bill O'Brien. So David Cully was opposite of Bill O'Brien. Uh Lovey Smith was the guy that was in the building when the Texans realized they were about to go down, that they were, the Texans finally realized that they were in the position they were in, yeah. I think. And all and Lovey Smith was somewhat of a panic hire in in a lot of ways, or at least that's what it, it felt like from the outside looking in. So that doesn't really suit the foot the, foot the bill there. So I guess yeah. Is, but is D'Amico an opposite yeah. hire? I think D'Amico is still in a little in a way the opposite of Bill O'Brien, but obviously in temperament he's different. The interesting part of that is that like D'Amico's defenses have played like with the ferocity of Bill O'Brien's temper. Yeah. Like Bill O'Brien's temper never actually transferred over onto the football field, whereas with his offense at least, whereas with D'Amico, I feel like his defenses have played very much uh, opposite of his actual off-field demeanor. D'Amico on the field was a menace. Right. He, was a, he, was a, he played like an angry dude. Let, let me – I just want to ask you because you're bringing up O'Brien here. Are we just not counting Cully and Lovey in this? Or are we looking at – like are they just sort of a – because if you're doing that, I kind of understand it, really, yeah. where it's like, these last two years aren't, you weren't really hiring somebody to go, this is the guy, and he's the opposite of that guy. In a way, like, I kind of agree with your approach. Like, it's like these last two years have sort of been just like trying to get the, the bailing this 
the water off of this boat that was sinking. Yeah. And now we really are resetting more from Bill O'Brien than we are Lovey Smith or David Culley. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I mean, obviously, like, there's so many things that are unique about the D'Amico Ryans hire that it's hard to really try to figure out any kind of a pattern or theme to it. Yeah. This is very, very rare for a player to come back and coach his previous team. Even amongst Hall of Famers, it's rare. They don't usually go back and coach the team from whence they came. So the fact that D'Amico actually wanted to be here, that's another thing that's really rare too. I mean, very few coaches get a head coaching opportunity in like their first dream destination, yep. their first time out of the, uh, out of the shoot. And remember, D'Amico could have interviewed for places last year but stopped you know, halfway through the process because he didn't feel like he was ready and the situations that he was, you know, that he had just weren't correct for him. So this is, this is unique in a lot of ways. I feel like you can't, you really, you certainly can't buckle it down to just, oh yeah, he's a, he's the opposite of Bill O'Brien. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, these are the other four, I think are much more conventional because you're coming off of coaches who've been there for multiple years. Jonathan Gannon, is that an opposite hire from Cliff Kingsbury who just got fired? <laughs> Jonathan Gannon from Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, I think so. Not, I think I, both of them might not necessarily be like all you dream of in head coach leadership attributes. It's it's hard to say with Gannon because I haven't, um, you know, I've I've seen him on some mic'd ups and some interviews. He just he seems kind of stiff. Sometimes guys lose that or it works for him. With Cliff Kingsbury, he was just flat out never actually a good head coach yeah. on any level of football. He's just he's. He's had one winning season in his last seven seasons of being a head coach. Yeah. He's, uh, so I guess uh, not quite opposites, though. Yeah. If if Nathan, well, if Nathaniel Hackett didn't exist, because we're going to get to Denver in a second, this one is the most opposite of all of them to me, just because offensive guy to defensive guy. Cl- Cliff was a sizzle hire. Like Cliff was not hired because oh, this is the guy we got. The guy he was hired to bring. He was hired to pair with Kyler Murray specifically. So they could invade the league with this air raid offense, and it just yeah. didn't work. Gannon, Gannon is is more of a kind of a meat and potatoes hire, you know, defensive coordinator, smart football guy, probably going to hire an offensive coordinator who can get Kyler Murray right. I, I I do think they're I do think these are pretty opposite pretty opposite guys. Um, Carolina, Frank Reich is Frank Reich the opposite of Matt Rule, who got fired in Carolina. I don't think so. I mean, Matt Rule might have been a little bit more full of piss and vinegar in a in a way, uh, more of a I don't I hate to say rah rah guy, but Frank Reich is pretty reserved. He's kind of <laughs> Frank Reich is like an amped up Tony Dungy, <laughs> which isn't saying a whole lot. So <laughs> it's. Frank Reich is Tony Dungy on the one-third of a Red Bull that he's allowed per month <laughs> Yes, by his faith. And <laughs> so I would say no. Both offensive guys. Yep. You know, I guess Frank Reich's the ultimate professional coach because he's spent his entire career in the NFL as a player and as a coach, whereas Rule obviously is a, more of a college guy, I guess. That's the opposite part to me. I do think yeah. there's some similarities. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're, no, you're, that, you're right. You go away from the personality side. No, you're exactly right. You know, Rule is a college guy. Yeah, the elevated and I, and and it's funny. I don't think it was his lack of pro experience that really did him in. It was like, it, ironically enough, it was his choice of quarterbacks, just like it was with Frank Reich. Dude, that's you know? that's a great one. You're no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, that's uh, Frank Reich. His his backing of Carson Wentz did him in. 
All right, this, this one, I like I <laughs> Nathaniel Hackett in Denver to Sean Payton. Like, yeah, super yeah, opposite. <laughs> that's 100% complete and total opposite. Yes. You go from the newbie that you hired maybe to attract Aaron Rodgers and <laughs> I almost look at Peyton the same way you just looked at is D'Amico the opposite of Bill O'Brien and we kind of ignore Cully and Lovey because they were only there for a year yeah I now they I think they had big plans with Nathaniel Hackett there because they hoped they were getting Aaron Rodgers and obviously they had big plans because <clears throat> they made a huge trade for Russell Wilson but I think maybe the better one is, is Sean Payton the opposite of Vic Fangio, who they fired to get to Nathaniel oh, Hackett. Yeah, 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 in a lot of respects. I think Fangio is a guy that didn't get a head coaching opportunity for a long time because he wasn't thought to have those classic head coach attributes. And, um, and, and I could see that. I like Vic a lot. You played uh, for was, Vic, for those yeah, of Yeah, I, uh, I played yeah. for Vic. I felt like Vic was underappreciated in Houston because, frankly, we just – there were some years where either – the offense early on was very, very young, and then after the offense started to mature a little bit, we had some really bad injuries on defense that kept Vic from doing a lot of the things that he likes to do. Um, you know, and he would later go on to be heralded as a basically a, a genius. Um, so I liked him a lot, but I could totally see where he does not have necessarily a dynamic personality. He's he's got kind of a dry sense of humor, which I thought was hilarious, but not necessarily all guys think is all that funny, or they don't always get it, and. Um, so, yeah, that's where Sean Payton is very much like the central casting version of an NFL head yep, coach. Yeah, yeah, I would Including agree. Uh, to the point where they actually did do a Hollywood movie about him. I guess you can call it a Hollywood movie. <laughs> Kevin James, yes. It was basically, I don't know, was it even, it was, did it go straight to video or did it go out in theaters? I don't know. I, it was I, during COVID, so everything was straight to video yeah, at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've not seen it. Um, last one. How, how ironic is that, though, that you call him, I'm calling him, he's, cut from central casting and yet the person that they chose to play him was any but anybody but who you would send over from central cast Kevin James for, for a NFL head coach yeah yep um last one Indianapolis they hired Shane Steichen and they fired Frank Reich did Indianapolis hire the opposite of Frank Reich no I think they hired a younger uh, version of him with but with, in a lot of ways hoping to get the same thing that they figured they could get out of Frank Reich. And I think did. Yeah. A guy you can mentor their quarterbacks. They just they never gave Frank Reich. And, and I, they didn't plan on losing Andrew Luck. Um, I guess that's the – gosh, Sean, if you look at the Colts the last few years, it feels a lot like the Houston Rockets right now. I, I think where obviously the Rockets have had a much harder and quicker reset than the Colts. But when all of a sudden your star player just decides to leave the team out of nowhere – how do you respond to that? How do you rebound from that? It changes everything. Yep. And I, I like that's why, as much as I hate the entire state of Indiana and every single person who lives in it, um, I have a hard time crushing. I look, I'll crush them for their inbreeding. I'll crush them for their their tiny economy. Uh, that basically you could fit fifty of them inside the state of Texas's mm-hmm. economy. Mm-hmm. I'll crush them for. Um, they're just, just, uh, poor, poor record on various, uh, political items, but I, I cannot, I cannot crush them for not rebounding quickly enough from Andrew Luck just leaving in the middle of the night. Other than to say, of course he left in the middle of the night. It's freaking Indiana. That's yeah. ironic. Cause remember the Colts left Baltimore literally in the middle of the night and Andrew Luck, he did kind of leave. He left. It wasn't totally in the middle of the night, but it was during a preseason game. I remember 
Remember, yeah. we were up here watching the Texans were playing the Cowboys in a preseason game, and we were up here in the Verizon Lounge, and I think you were up there. I can't. I don't think Clint. Yeah, was, yeah. was Clint yeah, was, up there too? It was Clint, you and me at least, and I think Armin. Our Armin was there too. There, yeah, yeah and, and and all of a sudden we all get push we're, notifications. Oh, you're, you're, yeah, and your kids, right? Did you say your kids were up there? Were they up there too? Yeah. Okay. Sammy and James are up there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't remember. So. We all get these push notifications that in the middle of a Saturday night uh, during the preseason that Andrew Luck is retiring. Yeah. And I think we all did what you do in 2019 when you get a news item like that. You check and make sure it's the real Adam Schefter, not the fake Adam Schefter (laughs) on Twitter. Um, Well, and the thing about that, Sean, was that if you think about Jim Ursay, a guy who, as far as I could tell, has not been criticized for Andrew Luck deciding to – Jim Irsay is an owner who, is, as far as I can tell, has not been criticized for any role in Andrew Luck leaving in the middle of the night. Think of it this way. Would you entrust Jim Irsay to babysit your children? <laughs> Give me your gut response. No, God no. No, of course you would not. So likewise, would you entrust Jim Irsay to be the caretaker of a franchise quarterback? And at some point... You know, be smart enough to step in and say, like, wait a second, guys, we gotta, we gotta switch this around. This dude's taking too much abuse. Maybe have some conversations heart to heart with Andrew Luck himself. Because it wasn't just, it wasn't just various offensive coordinators' faults. I mean, early on, early on, they were running a scheme where they were taking a lot of deep shots and Andrew Luck was taking a lot of hits and everything. But then they tried to transition into something that was more quick hitting. But uh, at the end of the day, it's really Jim Irsay's fault that Andrew Luck almost died on the football Oof. field and had to leave because of it. Because he kept Ryan Grigson employed as the GM yeah. for so long, Jim Irsay did. Okay, along those lines. Be like if you, if, you sent, if you had Jim Irsay come over to your house to babysit your children – you know he'd bring over an old school trampoline with like jagged edges, no net around the edge, and right. he'd be like, "Hey, let's put this next to the sidewalk and see who can jump the furthest out into traffic." <laughs> yes, that's, that's what, what they did do. with Andrew Luck, <laughs> basically. Um, so along those lines, that's as you're talking about Jim Mercy being the caretaker for a young quarterback. Okay, that's that that to me spawns a good question because I feel like the answer to this question would have been obvious, say a year ago, when the Colts were thought to be a dark horse. Super Bowl candidate, and the Texans were fumbling their way through their second head coaching hire in two years. Oh, yeah. Um, But I think it's a fair question now that's much closer. Uh, If you're Bryce Young, would you rather get drafted by the Texans or drafted by the Colts? And take take all the Indiana stuff out of it. You know, all the... Forget about geography. Just the if you're team dumb was, enough to want to live in a barren wasteland. Yeah, yeah, all that. But like uh, football wise, would you rather yeah. get drafted by the Colts or would you rather get drafted by the Houston Texans? If I'm looking at if you're Bryce Young specifically, because he's a unique case because of his his size. You know, and yeah, you think of the yeah, offensive oh, yeah, line. Yeah. Well, yeah, the offensive line. I'd look at um, I'd look at the Colts offensive line and I'd say, hey, I thought this Quentin Nelson character was supposed to be like the next Bruce, next Bruce Matthews. I'd rather go to the city where Bruce Matthews actually lives and, uh, and, and has all these oodles of draft picks that they'll probably spend at least one of which on, a, on an interior offensive lineman over the next couple of years and a big old wide receiver this year. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going with Houston. I am too. Let me, and I, let me try to – obviously, I'm being, I'm being biased at the very onset of that. I'd have to actually sit down and dissect it. Obviously, the Colts roster as is is better um, – but I do think that the draft capital, the cap space, 
ownership and then the head coach himself might be more appealing to me. It, it, a lot of that's going to come down to my conversations with Bobby Slowick versus my conversation with Shane Sykin. Shane Sykin has that nice NFC championship ring that he can flaunt around. Yeah. He's got his second best ring that he can flaunt around. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He can be like Jonathan Gannon and bring in a copy. Actually, uh, Shane Steichen bringing in a copy of his game plan from the Super Bowl, like Jonathan Gannon reportedly it, did with the Cardinals, actually would make sense because he had a good game plan that day. He had actually like, hey, listen, um, if, we, if we're down to our fifth string quarterback, which is an injured third string quarterback, basically, uh, then uh, I, I got nothing for you. But as long as you, our first string quarterback, are, are in there, we're going to be just fine. Yep, yep. Um, seven one three five seven two four six ten trailer wheel and frame text page one four five two answering the question would you rather be a Houston sports fan over the last year one world championship two really bad teams or a Philly fan two losses in the title round uh, I'd rather be Houston no question this is from one four five two I even take responsibility for our football irrelevance because I offered to sacrifice it for the 2017 World Series. So my oh. bad on that one. Oh, good. Okay. okay. You yeah. know, that'll ultimately be worth it. If it, it led to... Boy, what a bullet we dodged, Sean. In At one point, do we need to be grateful for Deshaun Watson wanting to wedge his way out of town because it, it gave us... We didn't have to avoid that awkward situation of like a Deshaun Watson who wanted to be here, who's also being... Sued by 24 women of sexual misconduct? Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm glad we didn't have to go through that. I'm really glad we didn't have to go through that. I'm going to write a long and complicated open letter to Deshaun Watson uh, about that and publish it on the front page I of the look, Houston Chronicle. I look forward to it. Should wait. they do that? They should do that. Like they'll, they'll probably, The Chronicle should actually be paying me for that, shouldn't they? That yes. would be if I if I do it in the form of maybe they can pay me a I'll pay them a pittance like so I can say that I bought some space on the front page I'll pay them a they dollar should or treat you like a freelance columnist if you do that I thought about that I thought about talking to Greg Rajan about like okay dude I know the way things work these days and uh, you know it's uh, it's a lot of a lot of bartering and tit for tat maybe I should do a weekly column in the Chronicle uh, gratis, but just for, you know, publicity for the show. For buzz. Yeah. For yeah. a little bit of buzz. I, I'm all for, I'm all for you doing free work for others to help out the show. Sure. They're going <laughs> to need to give me a ghostwriter yeah. uh, for that. Mostly this will be me delivering a three bullet points, a 60 minute monologue <laughs> yeah. on an old school mini cassette recorder yeah. once a week. And then, yeah, go ahead and edit that down into 500 words. Go right go. about this. Uh, <laughs> Dude, can you imagine editing 60 minutes into 500 words? Oh, brutal. <laughs> For, uh, so, you know, everybody 60 minutes is like, that's like 9,000 words. Yes. So that'd be tough to do. Brutal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kyle Tucker, Kyle Tucker lost his arbitration case. I'm hoping Kyle Tucker's mindset is not the same as this other player who we're about to hear from who lost his arbitration case. That is next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, here was Dana Brown talking about Kyle Tucker and uh, Kyle Tucker, who was looking for $7.5 million this coming season. The Astros offered five in arbitration. Goes to arbitration. The arbiter picks one side or the other. There's no split in the difference once you get to a hearing. And the arbiter decides to side with the team, the Houston Astros. So Kyle Tucker loses his arbitration case. Dana Brown, GM, says uh, hopefully no hard feelings. I talked to Casey Close yesterday, and I we're, we're very... Uh, we're in communication. There's no hard feelings. We, uh, Casey's been around a long time. I mean, I got 33 years in. Casey's been around a long time. He totally understands us. I'm used to dealing with Casey from the amateur draft, so we have a re- good relationship. And so we both understand that, you know what, look, this is what arbitration is all about, right? And so we, ha- we have to remain focused, and we have to, you know, continue. Like, I know he has to put his client first, and, you know, I'm putting – both the client and the organization first, if I can put it that way. Uh, but make no mistake, I don't think there's any love lost there between Casey and I or the organization and Casey or Tucker and the organization. I think they all understand that it's part of this it's business and nothing personal. Two and a half million is a big gap when you're asking for seven and a half million. It's 33% of what you're, of what you're asking for. I guess two and a half million is not all that big if you – are negotiating and on the cusp of a deal that could be a nine-figure deal between Kyle Tucker and the team. Um, so we'll see what happens with this with Tucker. Tucker's not one of the guys, not one of the everyday guys who's at spring training right now. They've got a pretty healthy number of guys who have shown up to spring training so far. Jordan Alvarez, um, Jose Abreu is there, Michael Brantley, Jeremy Pena, among others, are there. So we'll see what happens with Tucker. My hope is that Tucker does not feel about the Astros the way that Corbin Burns, the ace for the Milwaukee Brewers, seems to feel about his employer, the Milwaukee Brewers. We're just kind of disappointed with how Actually, it went. Actually, Ben, hang on, pause. Oh, Just to set the stage, Corbin Burns lost his arbitration case as well. He was looking for $10.75 million. The Brewers offered $10 million. Arbiter sided with the Brewers. So there's a $750,000 difference uh, between those two that they couldn't come to an agreement on ahead of time. And um, and over uh, what seems to be a relative pittance in baseball terms, the Brewers may have pissed off their ace pitcher. We're just kind of disappointed with how it went. Um, you know, the Brewers never really made real attempt to, to try to come to a deal to avoid a hearing, um, at least from our perspective. You know, I heard, heard the comments yesterday, but... Um, you know, Fumarian just never really made that that solid attempt to try to you know avoid a hearing, um, and even even up until you know the days before, um, there were some phone calls back and forth, and basically it just came out that we uh, 
we're going to end up going to hearing. I mean, that's, that was kind of how, how it ended. Um, I think we saw from, from the deadline day that we were going to end up at a hearing, um, just with the, the lack of the attempts to, to get a deal done. Um, so that's unfortunate that it ended up that way. Um, and then the, the hearing itself is obviously another story, um, which we can dig into if you guys want, but, um, it's just one of those things that just at the end of the day, it was just kind of very eye opening. Um, you learn your true value in the organization. Um, and, um, just kind of at the end of the day, it's disappointing, but, um, you know, you got to get past it and, and, um, obviously the focus is playing baseball and going out and do what I can for the teammates and for the fans. If I'm a Brewers fan of all the things that Corbin Burns said in that minute or so of audio, Seth, and he said a lot there. I mean, he talked about, um, the lack of attempts by the Brewers to come to an agreement. Um, said never made an attempt a couple of times, um, said it was eye opening, um, said that uh, disappointing the, of all the things of all the things uh, in that that would make me that would make me the uh, the most nervous if I were a Brewers fan it's where he says you learn your true value to the organization you learn your true value to the organization because yeah. that, that's one where that's that is one where there is clearly a broken relationship between player and by the way Corbin Burns won the Cy Young in 2021. He's been an all-star the last two years. He's one of the best pitchers in all of baseball. Milwaukee can't afford to be pissing off guys like this. Yeah, that's. Um, I, I think that th- this is the danger of the arbitration. It's not the hearing itself. I think usually a good agent will have prepared the client for what the what the team is going to say about him. Like they're going to say, you know, Lance McCullers, I think, you know, at various points, it would have been about his injuries. It would have been about, um, you know, certain things about his performance. He's going to know going in and it's no, it's no fun hearing it, but at least you're going to hear it. I think the lack of communication beforehand is what can make things seem very antiseptic, you know, like just like there's no human involvement there. This is just a dry, sterile, these are the facts, these are the numbers, and we don't actually really care about you all that much. And that makes it harder to move past. I think you can end up with, with sour feelings at that point. That's where I think that Dana White, hopefully, is Dana, Dana Brown. Brown. Dana Brown, yeah. Dana, Dana White is your new Astros GM. You know, slap some sense into you. So I think that uh, you've got to massage that side, and I think Dana Brown probably specifically for things like that is perhaps why Jim Crane likes Dana Brown. He he seems much more like the proper for where the Astros are in their stage of development now. A lot of the hard stuff at the beginning almost had to be done by somebody that wasn't going to be weighed down by human emotion, you know, and with Jeff Luno that was very much that. I think over these past couple of years, now that you're getting into some kind of a, you know, growth but trying to maintain what you've earned phase Perhaps James Click was cut a little bit too much like Jeff Luno on the hyper-analytical side, where with Dana with Dana Brown, maybe you find a, a bit of a balance uh, between a guy that's got those human attributes, but also, you know, obviously an appreciation for the analytics as well. Yeah, the Astros are clearly starting to skew to that side. It's maybe it's some of Bagwell's influence as well uh, in the organization that they're, you know, they're. they're that they're looking at stuff like that, that they're looking more, you know, I'm not saying looking less at the analytics, but maybe that they're weighting the human side of things a little bit more. Um, this Corbin Burns thing, like the first thing that pops into my head, well, first thing that pops into my head is what are you doing, Milwaukee? 750, 750K, the guy's been one of the best pitchers the last two years. The other thing I'm thinking is, okay, well, <laughs> when the trade deadline time rolls around, 
Burns is a guy who's under team control for at least one more year. (laughs) You know, he would he would fit sort of the Garrett Cole profile in some ways, where they traded with Pittsburgh for him with a couple years left of team control, and then he, you know, he he was now Corbin Burns has been a better pitcher in Milwaukee than than Cole was in in Pittsburgh. Um, But that's what I would like. I I immediately put this guy on the radar for. Trade deadline time. You know what it's I mean? Right. And the way the arbitration works where, you know, there's no – once you enter arbitration, there's no negotiating. It's just one side wins, one side loses. Yeah. So if if there really wasn't good dialogue or communication beforehand, you could see where perhaps Corbin Burns was really frustrated because – and we've only heard his side of the story, or at least you and I have only heard this side of the story – you know, it's easy to envision, okay, it's a $750,000 difference. You could probably really easily hash this out, meaning somewhere in the middle. If for Corbin Burns to be this upset about it, I would think he probably figured, all right, cool. Well, we'll just, you know, let's just go ahead and split the difference and be done with it. And you don't get any of that. Yep. He's like, nope, we're going to go We're gonna go to a court-like proceeding over $750,000. Yep, yep. Um, Michael Beckman on Twitter weighing in on our question, would you rather be Houston this past year with a World Series championship but two bad teams or Philly with two teams that made it all the way to the finals and lost? He said, I'm with you guys. I would never trade the Astros World Series championship for all three teams getting to the championship um, but failing. Also, because of the Astros' success, it allows the fans to be patient with the Texans and the Rockets. Hmm. Is it patience with the Texans and the Rockets or is it? Apathy with the Texans. I think it ends up being apathy. I think when the Astros are there and available, people are going to say, well, hell yeah, we're going to – I take any of my attention that I would put on you Texans, and I put it full bore into the Astros. If if both teams are good, then you're going to get a natural division of, you know, a a, a division of attention and uh, with very little overlap, except that the Astros routinely play until midway through football season. So – I think that I yeah I think it's apathy. I think teams uh, you go around like you look at the amount of Texans gear now compared to ten years ago, and it's obviously flipped on its head because when the Astros were getting zero point zero ratings, there was a whole lot of Texans gear in town when they were good, uh, and then that 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 departed rightfully and understandably very quickly when the Astros got good. Dude, I got tagged on a picture of Martin Maldonado at training camp, like a full yeah. body picture. He looks good. He he looks like he's lost more than seventeen pounds in this picture that I'm looking at. Well, right he's here. probably at the same time been working out more, so he might have even lost more than you know. Oh, like it's just, he's got more pounds, muscle mass now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They might you might lose seventeen pounds, but if you're not working out any differently, you'll just look like a guy that lost weight. But if you're also still working out at the same time, you lean up even more. Dude. You lose seventeen pounds in a in a in in. Like more fat than normal if you just lost 17 pounds without working out. Yeah. So, yeah he, good for him. He looks, I mean, he looks slender. Um, wow. Okay. And you know what he else, you know what else he has now? He's got the, he's got the Fromber extensions going in the back now too. Martin does. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You pointed that out. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, I was trying to think. Luis Garcia gave a funny little appearance in the locker room where he just, he was, his physique looks the same as far as I could tell, which is not good, not bad, whatever. He's uh, he's he's lovable. Um, 
But he just he kind of looked so resigned to just yeah I don't know man my windup is different and yeah. it is what it is yeah. and what are you gonna do and he good. gave this he gave this kind of like little head bob weave to where like to, I don't even know what he was trying to express other than that like hey man nobody really knows what's going on with this we're just gonna try to figure it out and we'll we'll fix it, fix my windup however we need to fix it up um, but he was uh, that was one of my uh, my favorite appearances from the guys so far yeah no Garcia was great he was. Great. Uh, all right, Payne and Pendergast with you. Final segment of the week coming up. John Lopez, Landry Locker. We'll find out what they got going on on In the Loop. I'm managing tonight in a charity softball game out in Tomball for the for the troops. Bootsfortroops.org if you want to go check it out. Um, I'm, Landry's managing the civilians. I'm managing the veterans in a civilians v. veterans softball game. Uh, I'm going to call my shot, but the people have already called theirs in a Twitter poll as to who they think resoundingly is going to win this softball game tonight. We'll share the results, see if Landry pops in for a minute or two as well next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, I got a big night coming up tonight. Big night coming up tonight out in Tomball, Seth. I am managing a group of veterans, military veterans, against a group of civilians in the Veterans v. Civilian softball game for the awesome Boots for Troops charity. Our friend Jimmy Rogers, diehard listener to the show, Sailor Jimmy on... uh, on Twitter, he's yeah. uh, he's on my he's on my squad. Boots for Troops is great. They they put together care packages to send to the troops overseas. It's a really really cool charity. If you want to go, 
tonight, bootsfortroops.org. So. I, you know, I, in my mind, I was going to try to frame this as, like, uh, basically you guys, uh, America versus, uh, versus a bunch of posers. But, like, let's be honest, this was you and your veterans versus the U.S. citizens that they were entrusted to protect yeah. um, when they were in the service. Right. So I guess the, um, I still I still just uh, – if there's one thing I know about your team, Sean, it's got moxie. They do have it's moxie. It's got a lot of moxie, yeah. And I do also think that you've got a better eye for strategy than Landry, um, where Landry – Landry might be – I think I feel like Landry might try to use this game as a way to embarrass you personally so his motives won't be pure, whereas your motives are pure and you're all about the victory. I don't think, I don't think Landry's got something I, yeah. personal against me. I can't think of any issue Landry's ever had with you, so I uh, – <laughs> That's a pretty unlikely. Uh, I'm but trying maybe to, he's uh, got some, and tonight is the night where they get announced with great authority. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know how much Landry loves to hold his uh, tongue when it comes to showing distaste for things. <laughs> right. So he's probably been holding it in all I'm these sure. years. And uh, yeah, I, I get. I was trying to come up with some kind of WWE storyline here for you, but I don't think. I think you might be the one person that Landry's never had it in for. So <laughs> there you go. I uh, I'm excited for this tonight. I'm looking forward to it. Now, for what it's worth, Jimmy put up a poll that a couple hundred people voted in here, and uh, 69.7 percent are picking the veterans nice. tonight. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the 30 percent of people who hate America really should. You should go ahead and turn their numbers into the Department of Homeland Security. <laughs> right. No, that clearly it's treason. Yeah. To vote yeah, for Landry yeah. is, is like, treason. <laughs> <laughs> do you know, did you get into, as you sat around in your um, in your circle your, to do a rap session to get to know everybody? We did. Like on, in Stripes. On Monday. Did you, we yeah, didn't did do it. Sit, I should, God, I should have done it like you Stripes. Just sit backwards in the chair. That always helps to let the kids know that you're, uh, you're, you're hip. <laughs> yeah, no, we didn't. Boy, doing it like Stripes would have been fun. That would have been fun, like a little promotional video for the event. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I'm their big toe, like Sergeant Hulka, and have the guy... What? Uh, but I did get to meet my team on Monday. We had a practice which, on Monday. Uh, which branches are your guys in? Is it women or is it co-ed, men, women? It's all co-ed? men. It's all, all men. It's all men, yep. Which branches were your guys from? All spread out over different ones. Different, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a mix. It's a melange. They're getting along all right? They're not yeah. getting... Yeah, uh, okay. as far as I can tell. Uh, no inter, inter-service rivalry or anything no, the, going the, on there? No, the okay. biggest problem that I think we might have is Landry has a couple civilians that are taking this extremely seriously oh yeah yeah dude very uh, serious well have you gotten your guys on steroids yet uh i'm i'm not gonna say anything on the radio seth about that (laughs) uh just i don't i don't know what you're talking about you need to do what you're referring to i've always liked i've always like when i was younger i used to hate it now i can laugh at it but like anytime there's a movie where there's an athletic competition coming up in like four days yeah and they show a montage of like extreme workouts where you're like, dude, there's nothing, there's nothing you're doing right now that isn't going to actually hurt you four days from now. Exactly. Like, like right now, if you'd actually been training for it, you'd been tapering down and ver- <laughs> like hardly working out at all. So the only thing you could do at this point is try to find some short acting steroids of some sort and hope that it, hope that just the aggression uh, does something, dude, you know? I had a couple guys blow hammies at the practice on Monday. Uh-oh. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, yeah. So- you need amphetamines. Yeah. No, but I, but those- does- <laughs> but that's the bottom of my roster. I got some players on this team, dude. Oh, do you? Oh, the yeah, left side of my infield, they are good. Oh, really? Really good. Yeah, yeah Landry will even admit that they're really, really good. Yeah. It's big in softball, man. You need Huge. a third baseman that can just sit there like a wide receiver and just suck things in. Guy's a Hoover, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
A hoover with a hose for a right arm. There's nothing more terrifying in softball, at least in my experience. My wife had a guy on her team, uh, Rhett, who was like this just – he was like a Jordan like Alvarez. Uh, no, he's more like Kyle Tucker because he was kind of skinny. But if you're standing on first base and he was up to bat on those small softball fields, it's freaking terrifying, yeah. man. You're like in a, a – a, 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 what's it called when you used to do – oh, a duck and cover position. You're in a duck and cover position waiting for Rhett to hit Stop and hope he doesn't literally roll. take your head off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's some guys who can smoke it, man. Uh, John Lopez jumps in studio with us. John, I heard you yesterday. I, I'm going to say – I mean, part of me is – Want to say thank you because it looked like you were taking up for my team in a way, and and then part of me was a little insulted. Seth, John, John Lopez. Well, John, I'll let you tell the story. John, what did you encourage Landry to do yesterday? Well, I mentioned to Landry he should do what we've all complained Nick Casario didn't do: don't throw the game, don't ask the guys to tank, but set up the lineup at the end of the game when you have to take three players. You can are allowed to take three players off, right? Make it your three best players and, and, and do it for America. You're encouraging Landry to do that to eventually let my team win. Do, do it for the, the troops. I mean, these are these are vet, combat veterans. Do you think that the, the veterans would want it that way? I mean, it'd be no, very... No, but you do it for America. Because <laughs> nothing says America like letting somebody else win. <laughs> yeah, like, like supporting our troops. Yeah. It's uh, by any means necessary, Sean, in war. That's, what, That's guys right. In, like, guys in the military <laughs> will tell you. Like, yeah, like, right. it's just, look, it's, uh, you're not, you don't go to war being like, hold on. Oh, wait a second. Were I didn't there realize. no spies in war? Yeah. I didn't realize you guys didn't have as many missiles in us. My bad. My yes. bad. Let's Saddam, hold on a second. Let Saddam me shed just, some of these missiles. Right. Saddam just had his guys put all their weapons down. Yeah. That's not sporting at all. Um, in all honesty, what uh, I know you haven't watched uh, any of our practices or anything. Oh, I've like gotten that. the scouting reports from both sides. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, Landry, thinks, I could write a preview. You could you? Okay. Yeah. So do you, I mean, we've got a couple minutes here. What is your general synopsis based on what you've heard from me and heard from Landry? Uh, I think uh, you probably have the scary team yeah Landry seems to like his lineup an awful lot yeah like like just the makeup of his lineup yeah yeah plus you don't listen you've only seen people in practice so nobody knows exactly which one of these I don't know battle-tested uh veterans or uh soft and fluffy civilians uh will actually show up in crunch time yeah you don't know do you I'm the one that's hoping practice looks more like the game tonight because mm-hmm. we won the scrimmage we fell behind five nothing we did like a four or five inning scrimmage on yeah. Monday yeah and we fell behind 5 nothing, and then scored 10 unanswered. We wow. just erupted. The thing about softball is like pickup basketball. The frumpiest dude may surprise you. Well, and, but but the you know, the frumpiest dude if the ball gets hit to his direction a mm-hmm. few times, that can swing the game, you know. No, I'm saying he may surprise you that he's actually good. Oh, I know, I know it's yeah. you, man. Yeah, I, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It can work both ways. Like yeah. frumpy guy can Yeah. Yeah, no, but you're right. I've got a couple guys like that cuz I didn't know any of them going yeah. into the practice. And you so like put what a, is this guy? I had to put a batting order together. Yeah. I had to put him in position. So I'm taking a couple frumpy dudes, I'm putting them at catcher yeah. and I'm putting them, at, you know, just I'm, I'm hiding them. And they're knocking the cover and off. And then the yeah, and then I'm finding out, boy, I shouldn't have been hiding Emilio this whole time. Yeah. I yeah. should have been uh, yeah yeah well, maybe you're playing the long con here yeah m- m- or i don't know jack squat <laughs> that, could, that could be the case as well so what's uh, what's happening on the show today uh well other than copious amounts of softball talk uh, my, probably some of that yeah. but for sure uh why a trade for the bears all of a sudden looks actually 
attractive, dare we, dare we say? Attractive to whom? It's more attractive than uh, previously thought. Okay. A trade from Texans with, oh, it's, the, it's, okay, gotcha. uh, with the Bears. Uh, more Bryce Young love, which we, we're finding it hard to find anyone not loving on Bryce Young. Yeah. And Landry put together of the five put together a list of the five best matchups to open the season. Oh, cool. Okay. The oh, on the of the teams on the Texans yeah. Yeah. schedule. Okay. Yeah. When that's the reason I said attractive for whom is cuz we didn't even get into this day, but apparently there's rumors swirling in Chicago yeah. courtesy of Jason Nolock and Firma yeah. that they might be trading there's a lot of front offices convinced that they're going to trade Justin Fields. Yeah. Or that at least it makes more sense because of Bryce Young so good. Yeah, cetera, yeah. You, know, you punt, you restart the, yeah. the, the rookie clock. The rookie on, clock, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. all right, good stuff, John. We look forward yes, to sir. it. Yeah. So, who are you rooting for tonight in the veterans? America. Versus, yeah, I think everybody. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's that's uh, probably why well, I won the poll in such resounding six, fashion. Sixty-nine percent, at least thirty-one yeah, percent. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't know you had that many expat followers. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a it's not my poll. It's Jimmy's poll, which is even scarier. He's a former military member. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh, oh. All right. All these... <laughs> We're done. Uh, antibodies to you, Seth Payne. Antibodies to you, and good luck uh, and good riddance. <laughs> Take out the trash tonight, Sean. Don't Take you, out the trash. Don't you worry. I'm going to put it right on the curb out there in Tomball. <laughs> Boots for Speaking troops. Speaking of which, I've got a foolproof, foolproof sign sealing system ready for you. Thank you. Nobody yes. Will, nobody will see it coming. Okay, good. Or should I say hear it coming? <laughs> Bootsfortroops.org if you want to go check us out tonight. In the Loop is up next. We'll see you Monday, 6 a.m. Have a great weekend, everybody. And this- Rare memory win for Seth Payne. Note it down, Mike. Antibodies to you. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.